Welcome. Glad to have you with us on Gary on Guns. We've got Dale Roberts in, MoGunLaw.com. We've got Chuck Basie, former state representative, Second Amendment supporter, and Garson, kind of the star of this segment of the program because it's time for show and tell. Let me tell you, coming up, uh, a couple of guys who were, quote, dumber than stupid. Uh, we'll talk about them in a few minutes in a California town that is simply going to ban retail sales of firearms. Garson, what hath God wrought? Ooh, we got a bunch of cool stuff. Yeah. We finally got a 5-inch Springfield Prodigy uh, 1911 DS. Uh, these things have been hard, hard, hard to get. Uh, we've had a couple of the 4 and a quarter inch guns, uh, but this is a um, STI pattern double stack 1911, uh, so hence the 2011 designation. Um, this one, these are, well, the Springfields are all in 9mm. Um, other companies make these in every caliber that you can imagine a pistol to be available in. Um, this is a bull barrel, and it is optic cut already, uh, fiber optic front sight, and a big U-notch rear sight. Um, and these are um, ambidextrous safety. Uh, the thing I like about this one is is they've really reduced the grip frame size. So some of the other 2011s, Keep a pretty thick profile, uh, like the Para Ordnance and the Remington, uh, which are actually no longer made. But um, this one, they've they've slimmed it up really good. And this is a two-piece lower or two-piece frame, so the frame rails are steel. The uh, the Picatinny rail underneath the the dust cover is steel, and all the fire control units are inside of that. Uh, but the lower grip is polymer. Uh, and the trigger guard is polymer, and that's bolted to um, the steel part that's actually considered the gun. So lightweight. Um, they've been using these. You know, STI's been STI and SVI pioneered this back in the '80s, um, but the patents finally run out. So a lot of other people are jumping onto this style of gun, uh, but they've they've slimmed up this grip and um, got cutaways for your finger grooves, um, which which just makes it a, a very slim gun for being a double stack 1911. Um, I, I believe it's it's one of the thinnest ones out there. And these will take, you know, most 1911 parts. Uh, the grip frame, you'll have to get a specific magwell for that if you're looking for a magwell. But out of the box, the trigger is more than acceptable. Um, they're available with optics. This one does not have the optic on it. Um, and we got that for $1,392. Um, and it's ready to go out of the box. Two mags. So if you want to shoot competition with it, you're probably going to want a couple more mags. But uh, holster compatibility and mag pouch compatibility will be the same as any other uh, double-stack 1911, uh, 2011 pattern gun. Yeah, I've got that uh, para uh, 1911 double-stack uh, 45 ACP. i got a large hands, uh, so it, and even I think it's, it's, it's a handful. Uh, so slimming it down to nine millimeter and and doing this, uh, what a great combination! Great trigger, can't go wrong. Yeah, it's it's a slick little gun, and you know it's it's one of the cheaper double stacks out there. Um, a lot of guys have really gone up market on these, and you know when they used to sell guns for you know a thousand to fifteen hundred bucks, they're now two thousand to twenty five hundred, if not more, for for some of their pistols. And you know those are awesome guns, but. I think this gun gets the job done uh, for 99% of people. And if you do want more, 
you have the option to do that on your own. Um, so good good starter piece to get you into a double stack uh, 2011 uh, gun. Just awesome. Yeah. All right. Now this uh, next one is in Brian Hansen, my producer's favorite color. Uh, this is the Bursa Thunder. Uh, that is a that's a bright uh, what is that a bright pink I guess <laughs> yeah to bisball pink <laughs> yes well it's it's Cerakote pink so it's that ceramic um, paint that they're putting on almost everything nowadays uh, but yeah the Bursa Thunder 380 um, excellent entry level carry gun for for people who do not want to invest you know a ridiculous amount of money or even a moderate amount of money. Into into a gun that they, um, you know, believe they'll never have to use, um, but just want that you know little bit of security of having it. Um, I I've sold these for twenty five years now. Um, you know, people people complain because they're cheap, but I, I think that's their greatest asset is that they're cheap. Um, there's yeah. no excuse to not own a gun with these on the market because they are more than reliable enough. For self-defense use, um, yeah, they're not as nicely machined as as some other guns, uh, or or you know as pretty as some other guns. But for a tool, um, and if you need a gun, this this is probably one of your best bang for your buck values out there. Oh, for two hundred and eighty dollars, yeah, you can't possibly beat that deal. Yeah, and this is uh, it's got a manual safety. It's got a. Uh, but this is a eight round magazine. There's a ten round mag option, and they do make a double stack version of this called the Thunder Plus. Um, so you can get a double stack version, which is I think fourteen rounds total. Um, so, you know, if, if you need an entry level carry gun, uh, this is probably one of your best options uh, if you're trying to you know pinch your pennies and, and stretch your dollar as far as you can. Um, this has got regular three dot white sights on it. Uh, no night sights, but night sights are available. Um, and then no provision for a rail, um, but uh, like Smith and Wesson revolvers, this has a manual frame safety that requires a key to lock and unlock it if you choose to use it. Um, I'm not a super big fan of these because if you misplace your key, it's now paperweight and not a gun. But um, for those of you who who want that extra layer of security, uh, that is available instead of just using the decock uh, safety that's mounted on the slide. For that price, you cannot go wrong. It is just, you know, it's a great little concealed carry. Cannot go wrong. Um, but wait, there's more. But before we get to more, we got a question from Mel. If you have a question, 800-529-5572 or go to GaryNolan.com. Mel, good morning. Good morning, Gary. Uh, not a question, but you were asking about alternative carry things. Cold yeah. steel makes a polypropylene version of an Irish shillelagh. <laughs> oh, you boy. lay somebody out real quick with one of those. Yeah. yeah. And, and I have an original or an actual Irish shillelagh. And, and yeah, it's it, it'll do the job. <laughs> yeah, that's probably something that wouldn't be allowed in a non-permissible environment, though. Yeah. yeah, it uh, well, you know, you could say you're cutting down a tree in the backyard. And, <laughs> all right, Mel, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary no, uh, Gary on Gun Show. Um, you, you wouldn't believe that. Did you know there was a song written about uh, the shillelagh? 
Yeah, back in the 80s. No. Before no, that, not. Bing Crosby did one. Really? Yeah. Who cares? I don't know. I brought it up anyway. What's next <laughs> on the list? So, uh, this one's my favorite. This is the CR920P from Shadow Systems. Uh, this is a Glock 4348 size um, semi-double stack pistol. So, it's not, a, it's not a true single stack, but it's not a true... I, eh, I guess this is technically a double stack. Uh, it, it's more double stack than the Smith & Wesson Shield. Um. So, but, it's more double stack. Well, well you know how you know, they're they're claiming it's not like a true double stack because it's so thin. So it's not it's not stacking as tight as it could. But um, the the grip circumference on this is tiny. Um, I can I can overlap my fingers on it pretty far. But this is um, a ten round magazine is flush fit. And they've got a 14-round magazine that gives you that extra little finger groove, uh, so you can get so a person with you know average size hands can get all their fingers on the gun. So nice and tiny, but this one has the added benefit of being compensated. So a lot of carry guns you'll run into come ported to scrub off recoil, especially if you're running you know um, plus P or plus B plus ammo. Um, that's that's super hot stuff, and the recoil gets pretty substantial with those. So a lot of guys will buy that, but then they'll start running ported guns to negate that recoil. But when you run a ported gun, you're actually robbing yourself of velocity because it's venting that gas before the muzzle leaves the barrel. Uh, so with the compensator, um, it's catching gas that's already or still behind the bullet. So the bullet's already exited the gun, but it's using that gas that's coming out behind the bullet to absorb and, and redirect recoil. So you get all the benefits of having a ported gun with none of the negatives. Uh, now with ported and comp guns, you're you're going to get muzzle increased muzzle flash directed in your line of sight, which is bad for your night vision. But you know if you're in an urban area, night vision probably isn't that important. Um, and I think the the added benefit of you know running plus P or plus B plus ammo at its true velocity for the barrel length is is a added added benefit versus, you know, whatever loss of night vision I may experience in an urban area, I'm not so worried about. Um, this also fits, you know, all Glock um, 43, 48 holsters, um, so it's got a little shorter slide, and the comp makes up the rest of the slide length, so it's a little bit shorter than the Glock. Um, this one is the Elite version, so it's got the lightened ports in the slide, uh, but it is an all-black version, and it's cut for optics as well. So if you if you're one of those carry optics guys, um, the Shadow Systems has the uh, a patent on their optic mounting system. So they're the only one that uses two full length screws to secure your sight. And then they've got these custom plates that adapt whatever optic you're running to fit snugly fore to aft in the slide. Um, so there's no no chance of the sight shearing off the bolts and leaving the studs in your frame where you've either, you know, ruined your frame or you're going to have to have a gunsmith try and get those out without damaging anything. So probably the, the heavy-dutiest um, sight-mounting option for optics on, on any pistol. That's a nice little gun. I'm pretty well engineered. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's got cuts all over it, so um, good gripping surfaces for manipulating the slide. It's got nice little panels on it. Uh, to control your finger placement and to give you nice points of reference um, and tactile 
um, confirmation of where your fingers are on the gun um, in, in lower light situations. Um, all around an awesome gun. And the other, not that it matters for Missourians, but this is a non-threaded barrel. The comp is actually um, attached to a lug machined into the end of the barrel, so it's not threaded. So in states where you can't have a threaded pistol, this is still legal. Um, and then fiber optic, uh, or I'm sorry, not a fiber optic, night sight with a um, a green um, silicon um, surrounding on it. So it, it's bright in the day, and you still got a night sight, and then an all-black rear sight. Um, this, I'm... I'm not buying this one, but I'm probably going to have to have one of these in the future. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a minute. Chuck, do you want it? Um, I do, but I uh, I need to hold off. He wants um, the pink Versa. Yeah, yeah I, I got to get approval. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's okay. I give you the, uh, I'm giving you my <laughs> approval. Go ahead and buy it. Bring it home. Mama's going to love it. All right, uh, we're up against the clock. We've got to take a quick break. We're going to come right back. Gary on Guns. Welcome to Gary on Guns. Uh, let me uh, just do this. Uh, Dale, did you check your email? Uh-oh, I, I will check my email. Uh... You're staring there at your phone. I, I just want to make sure you check your uh, your email. All right. Uh, we got uh, Dale Roberts uh, in, in, and uh, his website, uh, mogunlaws.com. It is Gary on Guns. Chuck Basie, a former state representative with us in Garson from Grabs Garson. Uh, these firearms you brought into the studio, uh, are they going to be, uh, do you have uh, uh, seconds and thirds uh, waiting down at Graf's, or? There is another Bursa at the shop. It is not pink, though. Um, well, that man, it rules Brian so, out. So I got the pink one here with me. It'll be back on Monday, along with the Shadow Systems and, and the Prodigy, and those are both one-offs. Okay. But so. there's a lot of other cool stuff up there still. Yeah, there is. Uh, it's, it's one of my favorite places to go because uh, you guys have a little bit of everything and a whole lot of reloading supplies. Holy Toledo. Um, a phrase coined on this program uh, by Garson was dumber than stupid. And we've got a case of this coming out of Ohio. Apparently, uh, two guys uh, tried to break into this guy's house. Well, they didn't try. They actually did. They broke into this guy's house. Um and one of the guys uh, dropped his gun, uh, and the the homeowner uh, had a chance then to get his own gun, and he pulled it and told these guys to leave and, and called the police. Well, these idiots, knowing that this guy is armed, turned around and tried to break in another door. <laughs> the victim ordered the suspects to leave the house. The suspects were forced outside, but then kicked the front door open to get in the house again. Police say the victim then shot uh, one of these guys in self-defense, leading officers to detain both suspects at the scene. If that's not dumber than stupid, I mean, you know the guy's got a gun. You know he's aware you're coming. And you walk back into the house... Geez, that's it's really incredibly stupid. Oh well. Well, you know that's why they're criminals. Sarcastically, criminals are usually so smart. Yeah. But but yeah, even anyone should figure that out. But well, like, it's like, hey, he's got a gun and he knows we're out here. Let's go give it another shot. I mean, it just like what the hell are they thinking? <laughs> 
I mean, I guess at least they change doors or entry points. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's like trying to rob a gun store. You, it's dumber than stupid. Uh, there is a suburb um, of San Diego, I think it is, that uh, it, it's called Imperial Beach, California. And they've decided that they don't want anybody to have a retail gun store in their city. And I don't know if this violates the Second Amendment or not. It, it is frustrating as all get out. Apparently, this uh, woman who is uh, married to a, 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 a guy in the Navy uh, had a gun store and then had to relocate to Colorado because of her husband. Uh, the, he retired. They came back to California, back to Imperial Beach, and she wanted to open another gun store. And they quickly wrote um, a law. Uh, literally, we're operating here um, uh, starting in, in 2014, this woman says. They never had any complaints. They were taken aback, especially since uh, we're going from a full-fledged gun store down to a firearms uh, are uh, only 10% uh, of the business, because apparently they're doing other things. And apparently they've written a law to stop her from opening the her store. I'm guessing, Dale, that it's legal for a city to say we're not going to... I mean, they could tell you you can't open up a shoe store, couldn't they? You know, typical lawyer answer is going to be maybe. You know, if they... It looks like... I tried to bring it up. They issued a moratorium on licenses, um, which makes me wonder, do you know, did they? were there other gun stores there and they don't want any additional? Or they, they don't have any at all? You know, the story doesn't say so. This is up at Bearing Arms. Um, and would it matter? I mean, why Why would it matter? Well, you know, I suppose the city council could say, you know, we only will allow one certain kind of business for every 50,000 residents or some kind of zoning that might pass muster. But an absolute ban, I think the city of Chicago tried that and failed. But... The fact that something has been failed or ruled unconstitutional elsewhere has never stopped. I mean, look at what's going on in Washington, I think Minnesota, California, New Jersey, blatantly violating uh, constitutional laws. And, you know, as I've said before, they violate the law. They lose in court. Um the Alan Gottlieb, the president of Second Amendment Foundation, has his picture taken with a check for a million dollars where the municipality or state that lost had to pay their attorney's fees. And then the state goes back and does it again because, of course, that's our tax money. What do they care? Insane. Um, oh, yeah. But they're just... I mean, it, it can't be just satur saturation in the marketplace because the free market takes care of that. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Gary on Guns. It is Gary on Guns. I am your host, your equal opportunity annoyer. And I am joined uh, by uh, Dale Roberts, MoGunLaw.com. And then uh, Chuck Basie is with us, former state representative, Second Amendment supporter, friend of the program. And uh, Garson is in from Graphs. Michael sent me a message. Uh, and you can, too, by the way, if you're listening and you've got a question, send it to, uh, uh, go to the, uh, just go to GaryNolan.com. 
Uh, we don't have any cookies. Uh, there's no signing up for anything. You don't have to register. Uh, well, I don't even have ads on it. Uh, but you can then uh, send me a message. It'll pop up in studio. Michael says, good morning. Do you guys know why the Biden administration is so fixated on AR-15s? I believe I heard one of you guys refer to them as just loud 22s. Thank you. Uh, Chuck, throw this your way. Any idea? Uh, I, just the appearance, I believe. They just look uh, different, mean. Uh, I've actually poked people on Facebook posting a picture of a similar caliber, caliber gun, one in the AR style, and then some of the uh, more original looking firearms. And it just, you know, they shoot, shoot the same round and it just sets people off. But it's it's entertaining for me to do that. But, <laughs> well, it's entertaining to. And, and that's what the whole ban list in California was the Robert Ruse list. They, yeah. They, it's documented, they went through a shotgun news. And picked out guns that look scary. That's how they made their stupid list. And yeah. isn't isn't it a basic principle for some politicians that you have to create a problem, you have to create a boogeyman, and then explain that you have the solution. And so, there, you know, one of the problems they see is guns, specifically the AR, and they have the solution. We'll ban it. Therefore, you know. We, you need to keep me in office or put me in office. Well, I, I wonder if uh, the media aren't part of the problem here. And, oh, yeah. and I don't mean this in the, in the way you, you guys are probably thinking. Uh, but if, if we always mention the type of firearm that was used, are we sending a message to other kooks out there? Well, if I want to do this, I guess that's the, the, the firearm that I need. Interesting. I hadn't thought of that. Well, our, our own president is famous for uh, making very unwise, uh, inaccurate statements. Look at the 9mm, the lung blower. Um, <laughs> you know, that that's a good the example. Lung blower. Yeah. yeah. It'll blow your lung out. But as many of these shootings have been committed with AR-15s as without, so... Well, yeah. the biggest, the, the, the biggest uh, uh, mass shooting in the United States... Uh, I think that was in Virginia. That was uh, two handguns. Yeah, and that's the thing. They're... The, and, you know, when they do report on the guns, they're always saying something incorrect or wrong or, I mean, I guess, I guess it's not super important, but they're just not correct. And it infuriates me, so I kind of check out. I, I enjoy it when they say, that, you know, enjoy it. It's amusing when they say, you know, and we went to the person's home and he had 800 rounds of ammunition. Well, yeah, that's a, a day or two at the range. I mean... Most most gun folks I know buy in quantity because it's less expensive. And anyway, yeah, yeah, I, I think I've got that in uh, forty five ACP. <laughs> um, so so if they come to my house, <laughs> you guys got to defend me. Uh, apparently, <clears throat> this is according to the FBI. There are about uh, thirteen times as many uh, murders. Uh, having been done with a handgun than with a rifle of any kind. Uh, I mean, it, it just is not that ubiquitous in murders. Uh, more people get beaten to death with hands and feet than rifles. And I don't see Biden and the Democrats going out there going, well, we're going to ban hands and feet. 
clearly they're they're deadlier than the rifles. Well, they just don't have a plan for that yet. <laughs> the NRA, yeah, the NRA says that there were actually twice as many murders committed with knives than rifles of any kind. So, uh, you know, I I don't know why. I think the media we've <clears throat> we've sort of. Uh, advertised for the AR-15. We, every time we do one of these stories and we go, yeah, the murderer had an AR-15, we're sending a message that this is the weapon to use. We could turn around and say, you know, a Glock 19, and, you know, maybe that would catch on. Uh, I don't know. But it's, it's ridiculous that they keep going after... Um, the AR-15s and quote-unquote assault weapons. Anything can be an assault weapon. Your cell phone could be an assault weapon. You could beat somebody over the head with it, and it would become a, an assault weapon. So I don't, I don't know what their uh, your car's an assault I, weapon. Yeah, I think they locked on to the fallacy that AR stands for assault rifle, and it's fixed in their mind and fixated and I don't know that it can be undone yeah I don't I don't know um, there are a million rifles that are semi-automatic that operate functionally uh, very much like an AR-15 but it's the AR-15 and the AK-47 but it, mostly the AR-15 yeah, yeah I was going to say so other guns get classified as ARs when they're not ARs kind of like Every hot tub is a jacuzzi, even if it's not a jacuzzi-branded hot tub. Um, there's a lot of guns that are reported as ARs, but are not factually AR-15s of any way, shape, or form. So what's the next step, Chuck? You know, if they were to successfully find a way to ban the AR-15, we, we know a couple of things. One is uh, there are tens of millions of these rifles out there, so they're not going to just disappear. But even if they could, it won't really change what happens uh, when, you know, when someone's behavior uh, goes off the scale, when they decide they're going to do a mass shooting or a mass murder. So what, what do they do when they ban them and it doesn't change the outcome? That's a good question. I really don't know the answer, uh, to be honest with you. I, I, I don't think they're ever going to stop trying. I know that. Uh, well, I, you know what I think? Uh, I, I think that if they were ever to succeed in banning AR-15s and or AK-47s, and it wouldn't make a difference, and we know that it wouldn't, they would just move on to the next rifle, the next gun, until they managed to ban everything. Right. Yep, absolutely. And then, and then only the bad guys are armed. And I, I don't think, I'd have to go back and check, but as I recall, the... Assault weapons ban, the high-capacity magazine ban, uh, did not have the intended effect. It was in place for, what, 10 years or longer, and they never, they never recognized this isn't working. Well, shootings uh, were going down before the assault weapons ban. Uh, there was no precipitous drop uh, as a result of the assault weapons ban. It didn't do anything. It's, it's uh, you know, Biden's proud of it, and he talks about it all the time, but it didn't accomplish a damn thing. 
We, we keep blaming the tool instead of the behavior of the person holding the tool. Yeah. And I don't understand why it is they don't get this. It's, it's dumber than stupid. You know, <laughs> I think well, it is. Did, did you hear about the 15-year-old kid in Atlanta that they were arresting for armed robbery and he was caught with 10 firearms? 15-year-old kid with 10 Yeah, 10 firearms. firearms. Uh, most, of them, uh, most of them were stolen. You mean he didn't go to the gun store and fill out a Nix check? Well, I mean, he's not old enough to own any firearms, so yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah, that's my point. <coughs> Fifteen. And, and I assume he stored them at home and his parents didn't know? Apparently, yeah. Wow. Uh, I think we got a parenting problem there. Oh, definitely, but I mean, what other 15-year-old do you know that's committing armed robberies? That's true. Let's grab a phone call here because uh, Rob is on the line. Rob, welcome. Hey, Gary. Question: Are, are, are you talking about banning the actual platform? Or are you are you going to you know an AR fifteen fires five five six round? Or are we going to ban the round? Because I can do like I said, we can do just as much damage with a nine mil. So now are they going to start looking at you know bullet calibers? We need to go ahead and ban anything above a twenty two because really that's what that's what it boils down to. It doesn't matter how, what kind of platform you use it's it's the it's the, it's the bullet that you're going to fire that does a lot of damage because when it hits the body it spins and does a lot of different things once it gets inside so i mean what is so i mean even if you were say well i can't you know because the ar-15 looks really scary can't you still fire other weapons with the same caliber that don't look as scary well you and i recognize this uh but uh, you know the average housewife in atlanta doesn't uh, she thinks that uh, this is a unique weapon with unique characteristics, and nothing else is as deadly. Uh, and so you can you can attack the entire genre, uh, uh, all of the uh, semi-automatic rifles, and that isn't well, going to make back. a difference. And then they got to go after the rounds. Uh, I think it goes back with, with what I think it goes back to what Chuck said. I think it was Chuck that said this that AR-15 Armor Light. It actually was a civilian weapon, hunting weapon. That the Miller said, "Oh, it looks pretty cool." Let's pull that off the shelf, and we'll use it in Vietnam. And actually, it wasn't a very effective weapon in Vietnam, but it's the history, once again, that always gets put, put to the side. And that's the other thing is we should never refer to it as an assault rifle because it's not an assault rifle. It's an, an armor light. Uh, that's, that's the company right. that made it. So that's the, that's the other. It's the messaging problem, once again. Yeah, uh, you're exactly right. That's what AR stands for, armor light rifle. It was made for the civilian marketplace for hunting. Uh, and the military did pick it up and and uh, use it in Vietnam. And I think you're right. At the very beginning, when they first uh, started using them, they were having a problem with them. Uh, I don't know if any of the guys uh, know the story, but uh, it seemed to me that they were jamming all the time. And AK-47, you can you it can be as dirty as possible. I mean, well, when I was in Iraq, I mean, you could that thing never needed to be clean. But the we always had to keep our our our. Uh, AR-15s clean over well, there too as well. In, so we've gotten better time. In the military's infinite wisdom, they took the original design and stripped out a lot of key design features to reduce the cost. Um, so that that was part of the problem is they cheapened up the original design. Um, but they, they there was a lot of research done on this between the SCHV and the Salvo projects well before this weapon was adopted. So it wasn't just based on you know, Stoner's design. There was other factors that they were looking for, which why, which is why the AR-15 fit the bill. Yeah, it makes sense Correct. that the government would cheapen the weapon that the guys need to defend themselves with. 
There's there's nothing better than spending 26 years in the military knowing that you're, the weapon you hold went to the lowest bidder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Gary. Take care. Well, thanks, Rob. Glad to have you. I'm Gary on Guns. All right, up against the clock, it is Gary on Guns. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Uh, before we run out of time, and this sometimes happens, uh, I want to uh, go over the show-and-tell segment for anybody who's uh, interested in picking up some of the firearms that Garson brought in from Grafs. Grafs is in Mexico, Missouri, uh, and uh, they say the reloading authority, I've been through their warehouse, and I'm telling you, this is, there's a reason they sell worldwide. Uh, it is huge, uh, and if you're into reloading, they've got the machinery, the equipment, they've got the shells, the bullets... Uh, the powder, the primer, they got it all. Uh, in addition to rifles and handguns of all kinds and shotguns and targets and holsters and oh my, it's the place to go. Well worth it. Uh, but I want to go over those uh, firearms that you brought into the studio this morning so people know what uh, what uh, is available. So we have the Springfield Prodigy 2011 DS, Shadow Systems CR920P, and the Bursa Thunder 380. So if you're interested, you, you might want to head down to, or even pick up the phone and call and, and uh, kind of put a hold on it. Uh, one of them you have, uh, uh, I think the Bursa you've got in uh, in stock, even if you don't get down there today, right? Yeah, we've it's got another different... we've got another Bursa in stock, and if memory serves, I think we have an older used uh, Bursa as well. So uh, a great little concealed carry, a very inexpensive. Um, could be a could be a lifesaver. A sixty-four-year-old Patrick Atkinson can proceed with a lawsuit that seeks to restore his Second Amendment rights decades after he pled guilty to mail fraud back in nineteen ninety-eight. For that crime, he was sentenced to two years probation and two hundred hours of community service and six months of home detention. But also, forevermore, lost his right. To keep and bear arms. He sued last year, seeking to have the rights restored. A district court judge tossed out his lawsuit, noting that the Seventh Circuit had previously rejected at least two cases dealing with his argument that the federal statute is unconstitutional. Three-judge panel, who heard Adkins' appeal, on the other hand, ruled that the Supreme Court's decision in Bruin does open the door for Atkinson to press his claim and uh, remanded the case back to district court for a do-over. Uh, so, Dale, does Bruin kind of wipe that whole uh, law off the books? <clears throat> Excuse me. I think it will eventually. It's And, you know, if you already have a conviction, you still have the conviction. You have to go back and deal with that, as it sounds like he is. But there are cases in federal courts around the U.S. where they've looked at various issues, uh, firearms restrictions, and said, you know, Bruin brought to us an entirely new way of looking things that we have to follow. And, in fact, I was at an event recently with a gentleman who teaches firearms law at the law school here. And he said, I, I basically had to throw out the casebook that we've used because it's an entirely new paradigm. But uh, courts have looked at cases where the restriction is you can't have guns and marijuana both at the same time and said that's unconstitutional. Uh, they've looked at cases where you're under indictment for domestic assault but not convicted and said that prohibition is not constitutional. 
as I said earlier, they've looked at the bump stock and the pistol brace and said those bans are unconstitutional uh, because the test under Bruin is we look to see what the law was when the Second Amendment passed 1791. And if it wasn't prohibited then, if it's not part of our history and tradition, then you can't do it now. And the courts, you know, uh, the prohibition against having guns and pot at the same time, you know, the court in that case said that didn't even come about until 1968. It certainly wasn't part of our history and tradition, you know, in 1871 or, or you know, any time in between that's a recent event and it's unconstitutional so there are so many federal court cases out there have had to sort of make up a spreadsheet to try and keep track of them um that as i said earlier this is this is going to be going back to the u.s supreme court and i pray nightly about the health of our supreme court justices because i'd hate to have president biden replace one of them boy you're not kidding uh, Chuck, it seems like if if they continue to rely on the Bruin decision, uh, using that uh, you know that predicate, then eventually the BATF is just going to be the BAT. Yeah, yeah, um, good point. Because there's nothing, uh, it, it, none of the legislation that we have restricting fully automatic weapons or suppressors or uh, access to firearms for nonviolent offenders, that that just doesn't exist. They'll turn it into a convenience store. What? They'll turn it into a convenience store. They'll turn what into a convenience store? B-A-T-F-E. Oh, yeah. Alcohol, tobacco, firearms. Yeah, I call them, burn them, and turn them to fire. Uh, That was uh, because of Waco. I mean, when did liquor, guns, and ammo shut down? Uh, Here in Columbia? Yeah, yeah, 20 years ago. Yeah, it's been a while. So we need another one. And Waco's a great example. I remember uh, Janet Reno saying we had to go in because they were religious nuts with guns. And Patrick O'Rourke responded and said, this country was founded by religious nuts with guns. (laughs) That is our history and tradition. Yeah. Yeah. the uh, they could have peacefully taken him, uh, but they didn't. They had to storm the building and make a big splash because they wanted money. We got to run, guys. Thanks for being with us. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem, Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming home.